0: Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited. But those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, "'Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment?' And he was speechless.' Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, yep, I need to say it. You're not going to like today's sermon. (laughs) You're not going to like it, at least the beginning half, I can tell you that for sure. I don't even like it. But nonetheless, what I'm about to preach needs to be said. And you, you need to hear it. So let's just get right to the point. Let's rip the band-aid off, as they say, right now and speak plainly and bluntly and clearly. According to your sinful natures, you do not want to act like or talk like a Christian. Yes, according to your sinful nature, you do not even want to be a Christian. That is, according to your sinful nature. Now, please hear me clearly. I'm speaking about your sinful nature. We must keep in mind, though, at the same time that we have a sinful nature, that in Christ, we most definitely have faith, according to our new nature, according to the new creation. We have faith, we have assurance, we have hope, we have righteousness in Jesus. And we desire to do good works according to our new nature in Christ. You have the Holy Spirit, therefore you will have good and holy impulses. But we must not forget at the very same time that you have those holy impulses from the Holy Spirit that every single one of you, myself included, we have this old sinful nature. What we call the old Adam. And this old Adam, this old Adam hates, hates the kingdom of God, and especially hates receiving gifts from God. The sinful nature is like a dull and lazy sloth that clings to you and despises good gifts from God and despises everything about the kingdom. And so, when we read the parable from this morning, from the Gospel of Matthew, And we hear about people purposely choosing not to come to the wedding banquet. Well, Jesus, he's talking about the sinful nature in all of us, in you and myself, the sinful nature that resists the kingdom of heaven itself. You see, the Old Testament, as we read the Old Testament, time and time again in the Old Testament, God sent prophets to invite the people to receive his free and good gifts. Yet time and time again, The people of the Old Testament, they chose not to receive these good gifts. The people were lazy, they were slothful, they were careless and obtuse. When invited over and over again to receive these good gifts, they finally became so agitated that they began to kill the prophets. It's just easier that way, obviously. Nobody likes a prophet calling them out. And the same attitude, my friends, exists today. It exists in our day and age as well. Now, dear friends, we must keep in mind that God still invites people to the kingdom to receive his free and his good gifts. And where are those gifts located? Well, quite simply, they're right here. They're right before you. God has good gifts for you from this font. He has good gifts from this lectern and this pulpit and this altar itself. These gifts are here, and they're given to you each and every single week. Freely, I might add. And yet, people do not come. Indeed, people do not come to receive. But this is where it is going to get really uncomfortable for us. The reason why people do not respond to the invitation to come to church to receive God's good gifts. The reason why you have such a hard time to drag yourself out of bed in the morning to come to church with all of your morning grumbles... It's quite simple. The sinful nature, your sinful nature, does not want to be here. Plain and simple. Your sinful nature, the old Adam, does not want to be in that pew, does not want to be in this sanctuary. Now, please trust me. I've heard every excuse in the book for why people miss church. And frankly, while there are indeed some, now get this, there are some indeed legitimate reasons for missing church, not negating that there are legitimate reasons for missing church on the other hand the majority of the excuses or we must bluntly say are nothing more than a simple lie the reason why the reason why I know this to be true is that I have a sinful nature as well just like you my old Adam is like yours it's careless it's slothful it's lazy And frankly, I don't want to admit just how careless and slothful and lazy my old Adam, my sinful nature actually is. And so, my friends, I get it. I I understand it. It is easier. It is easier to try and come up with a clever excuse for missing church than it is to admit that our sinful nature gets the best of us. Now, consider our parable a bit more closely this morning. Notice that the people were invited to the great wedding banquet And when things were ready, the king sent servants to call them. Go call them to come. The banquet's ready. But the people, they did not want to come. And so the king invited them again. And this time, and this time, some brushed it off. Nonchalantly, they brushed it off. We have better things to do. While others became annoyed. To the point, this is how our sinful nature will always respond to the call to receive God's good gifts. Our sinful nature uh, it simply brushes off the invitation. It says, yada, 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 whatever. Or the sinful nature becomes annoyed and frustrated with the invitation. For example, I've heard countless stories of pastors and elders and churches, various churches inviting members to come back to church over the last 17 years. Churches and elders and pastors inviting people to receive God's gifts. A simple invitation, come, all is ready. And nine times out of ten, it always ends up the same way. It always seems to end up the same way. Some parishioners, they completely ghost the pastor and elders. They don't respond to any form of communication. They go silent. But for others, the pastor and elders, they get accused for inviting. They get accused of being mean or disrespectful or or judgmental, perhaps, for calling them to come back to church. You see, excuses only works so long to cover the fact that the old Adam does not want to come to church. It does not want to come to church. In other words, when a church invites and invites and invites, eventually those who are being invited, those who are neglecting the word and sacrament, they will turn and attack the church itself. For it is easier to attack the church than it is to admit that the sinful nature is reigning on Sunday morning. Now, There's more to all of this. We must keep in mind that our old Adam is also very sly. Our old Adam is very tricky. Our old Adam is indeed sly. So sly that a person can come to church regularly every single Sunday and be no better off than those who refuse to come inside the doors of the church. Look at our parable yet again, the parable that we, that we heard here just recently. At the wedding banquet, there was a man, after everyone who was invited, and they came off the streets and the byways, as they came into the church, there was a man there in attendance, but he did not have a wedding garment on. You see, wedding garments were given as a gift. You showed up to the wedding banquet, you were given perfumes, you were given the most gracious and awesome wine, you were given appetizers, and you were given a beautiful white garment to wear as a gift. And so this foolish lad was in attendance but he was still rejecting the gift of the wedding garment. That is to say, you can come into the church and attend every single week while still allowing that sinful nature to reign with lazy slothfulness. It is quite possible to sit in the pew for 50 plus years with no faith while apathetically rejecting God's gift in the church every single week. You can break the third commandment outside the walls of the church, and you can break the third commandment inside the walls of the church as well. Now, speaking of the third commandment, what we have covered thus far is exactly what God condemns in the third commandment. In fact, in our parable, in our parable, those who rejected the king's gift and chose not to come, their city was burned by the king, we hear surprisingly. And that foolish lad who refused to wear that white garment Well, he was bound hand and foot and he was cast out into the darkness where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so, dear friends, the meaning of the parable is quite clear this morning. Rejecting and despising God's invitation, rejecting and despising God's invitation to the banquet is actually serious. It angers the Lord himself. God is not about making accommodations to our sinful nature. And you and I should not as well. Too often we too often we give safe harbor to our sinful nature with our lame excuses and sloth latitudes when we should be much harder on our sinful natures. But you may ask yourself, pastor, how, how should we be harder on this sinful nature? It's actually quite simple. We need to confess our sins, we need to indeed confess our sins. We need to confess that our sinful nature gets the best of us, especially on Sunday mornings. We need to yeah, we need to. We need to beat our chest and say this. God, forgive me for not only neglecting your gifts, but also seeing your good gifts as a nuisance or a curse. God, forgive me for rejecting and being apathetic to that which is good for me, treating your gifts as if they are something evil when they are actually not, when they are good gifts. Now, you and I might think that admitting something like this admitting something like this might infuriate the Lord even more. For we are essentially saying when we confess this sin we're essentially saying God, we don't like your good gifts. But here's the catch that we must hear more than anything else if you hear nothing else hear this. The Lord, he already knows about our sinful nature. He understands our old Adam. And furthermore, he is quick. He is quick, he is not slow. To forgive us of our sins, and then proceed to pour gifts upon gifts and more gifts upon us. In fact, when we admit our sins and confess that we are consistently, that we've been consistently callous towards God's invitation, the Lord does not make us do spiritual push-ups or, or some sort of spiritual penance to dig ourselves out of our predicament, out of our slump, and do his good graces. but instead, we hear this: "Oh dear child." You are forgiven. You are forgiven for Christ's sake. Come to the banquet. Everything is forgiven. The table is set. There's a spot for you. Your spot is ready. The prime rib is ready to be carved. Come to the feast. The invitation is yours. It is here. The seat is for you. You are forgiven. Listen up, my dear friends. If you find yourself skipping church because of the old Adam hit the The snooze too many times. If you find that the old Adam hit the snooze too many times, the next week, boldly get up, come to the church, confess your sins with boldness, and in so doing, drag that old Adam right before the font, kicking and screaming, confess it unto our Christ and hear the absolution that your sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. And then, dear baptized saints, in confidence, stand up, approach the altar and receive forgiveness and life and salvation from Christ's bountiful banquet of the Holy Supper. So that your faith is strengthened and the devil himself is chased away. And the next week, if the old Adam gets the best of you again, it's the same thing. Come back, confess boldly, hear the forgiveness of sins, return to Christ. Baptized saints, do not let the old Adam, this sinful nature, keep you in shame and keep you in fear from confessing your sins unto God, thus keeping you from God's free gifts. The Lord is quick to forgive. He is quick to forgive. And the Lord never stops giving good gifts to you. God's gifts of His word and sacrament are not in short supply. Christ's blood on the cross has more forgiveness than you have sin. Christ's blood on the cross has more forgiveness than you have sin. So come. Chins up, smile. Come, you are forgiven of your sins. Christ has his body and his blood for you at this altar to strengthen your faith to him and your love to your neighbor. Come and receive. All is ready. The banquet is for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word be, speaks us righteousness.